Hello, and welcome to Moving Markets by Julius Baer. Please listen to the important legal information at the end of this podcast. Good morning. My name is Lucia Chachulovic. I am an investment writer at Julius Baer, and I will start off today's episode with an overview of what has happened in the markets. The global stock market started the week with a big rally that at one point lifted over 99% of the companies in the US equity benchmark. The tech-heavy Nasdaq surged 3.4% as tech stocks rebounded, led by names such as Amazon, Meta Platforms and Microsoft. Solid earnings reports sent stocks higher, with Bank of America becoming the latest on Wall Street to offer a largely rosy assessment of the US consumer. In addition, in addition another pivot from the UK bolstered markets. Jeremy Hunt, the new UK finance minister, announced yesterday that he would reverse nearly all announced tax cuts and walk back an energy subsidy. Investors are now watching for any sign that the stock market has bottomed and the new rally may be the start of a new bull cycle. Over in Asia, shares traded higher today after Wall Street's rally overnight. Australian stocks led the gains as the Reserve Bank of Australia released the meeting minutes for its October meeting. China, meanwhile, was due to report GDP data and a range of other key economic data, but has delayed that. The unusual move comes as the Communist Party of China holds its 20th National Congress, where the Communist Party provided few signs of a let-up in China's COVID-0 and property market policies that are weighing on the economy. Now, taking a quick look at bonds, the yield on the policy-sensitive two-year Treasury dipped to about 4.4% after it had reached a 15-year high of 4.5% on Thursday. The yield on the UK 10-year yield fell to 3.97%, down by around 30 basis points. In currencies, major currencies rallied against the US dollar, and a Bloomberg gauge of the greenback declined for a second day as the New Zealand dollar surged on rate hike bets, and the pound gained following a Financial Times report that the Bank of England was likely to delay the sale of government bonds to foster greater stability in guild markets. The Japanese yen, meanwhile, paused in its run toward the closely watched 150 per dollar level, which has investors on high alert for possible intervention. Elsewhere in markets, the Biden administration is moving toward a release of another 10 million to 15 million barrels of oil from the nation's emergency stockpile in a bid to balance markets and keep gasoline prices from climbing further, as they are one of the most visible signs of inflation. President Biden in recent weeks has repeatedly warned oil companies against raising costs. Oil prices are up this morning, following yesterday's choppy session, as investors continue to weigh signs of a tight market against concerns of a global economic slowdown. Gold is also up today, while Bitcoin continues to trade below 20,000 US dollar. So what can we expect for the day ahead? On the economic front, we will get the German Economic Sentiment Index as well as US industrial production data. Earnings reports today include Goldman Sachs, Netflix and Johnson & Johnson. The Swiss pharma giant Roche has already reported this morning. The company was able to continue its moderate growth in the first nine months of this year, despite weakening COVID sales in the third quarter. And that's all for the markets wrap up. 
I would now like to hand over to Richard Tang, Head of Research Hong Kong, for an update on China's green ambitions. Thank you very much and uh, hello everyone. Um, we put out last week a report to reiterate the constructive stance on the Cleaner China theme. And the uh, Cleaner China theme primarily refers to renewables and the electric vehicle sector. Now, to be fair, these stocks, particularly in A-shares, uh, have fallen quite rapidly over the past few weeks, uh, not because of fundamental reasons. We actually think there were little fundamental changes in those two sectors, but we think um, the stocks fell on capitulation reason. And um, there was heavy capitulation pressure in both the offshore and the domestic Chinese shares. And ironically, the stocks that were in renewables and electric vehicles um, have been leaders in terms of performance. So they were the victims of profit tanking uh, when people capitulated. Now, in terms of policies, we did a very thorough analysis on both um, the China policies as well as global policies uh, on green initiatives and find that they are still largely supportive. In particular, uh, some uh, market participants were concerned that the party congress just two days ago uh, were making a less constructive or less aggressive stance on pushing uh, environmental protection initiatives. Uh, we think the market might have overinterpreted um, that um, uh, narrative uh, from the policymakers. Uh, our stance is that uh, the policy are still very, very supportive in accelerating the development uh, on both renewables and electric vehicles. So uh, we think um, those market concerns are unrealistic, uh, and uh, we are not uh, bothered uh, by the uh, by the speech in the party congress. Uh, in terms of the global policy uh, initiatives, uh, obviously that refers to Europe and U.S. Um, we think that given China is dominating the global supply chain of both uh, electric vehicles and renewables, um, they will stand to benefit from the uh, global initiative to push um, uh, these green measures. And uh, even though we are aware that there may be some competitive issues uh, with, um, for example, local producers in the U.S., uh, we think that Chinese manufacturers are generally competitive enough uh, to at least benefit uh, from a bit of market share. Now, um, in terms of industry-specific catalysts, uh, we would point to the fact that both solar and EV have some technology upgrades along the road. And particularly, solar cells are uh, seeing some new technology and also EV batteries as well. And we think that these technology upgrades would drive new demand, uh, and of course, uh, including the equipment makers um, that uh, enable these uh, new te technologies. Now, in terms of um, the preference along the supply chain, we used to favor uh, the upstream stocks a lot because we think that the competitiveness um, of the stocks in the upstream segment uh, are much better compared to downstream. Uh, but we are now uh, taking a more balanced view uh, between upstream and downstream because we think that the high prices uh, in the upstream products, uh, i.e. Uh, the polysilicon for solar uh, and lithium uh, for electric vehicles, uh, they may start to have seen um, the peak of prices, uh, and that would help 
to at least relieve uh, the margin pressure of the downstream companies. So even though in the past, the profits uh, along the entire supply chain are generally concentrated in the upstream companies, we think that going forward, the profits would be much more evenly distributed along the entire supply chain for both renewables and electric vehicles. Finally, if you ask me about what are the major risks of the cleaner China theme, I would say, and I would admit that um, trade tension is something that we have to watch. Uh, and um, we have seen some new entrants um, getting into these two sectors, um, raising the question on competition. But for now, uh, we're still comfortable. So all in all, that basically means that even though we expect um, that capitulation in Chinese market to continue, uh, which means um, some of these renewable and electric vehicle stocks may continue to fall, uh, we actually think that uh, they may prove eventually to be good opportunity uh, to buy on dips uh, as long-term investments. With that, uh, let me stop here. Thank you. Very interesting. Thank you very much, Richard. That's all for today. Thanks for tuning in. I wish you a great day ahead and hope that you'll join us again soon. Goodbye for now. The information and opinions expressed in this podcast constitute marketing material and are not the result of independent financial or investment research. Please refer to www.juliasbear.com forward slash legal forward slash podcasts for further other important legal information. Beyond Markets is a weekly podcast where Julius Baer experts and external speakers discuss some of the latest market developments. They share their key research and insights on today's ever-changing economic landscape and present practical advice. Search for Beyond Markets on your favourite podcast player.